Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Get Uzi with it. Get Uzi with it. Hi, I'm your host, Ryan Uglish, and I'm here hosting Saturday Draft Live, episode 151, with my good friend here. And before I introduce him, you know where to find us on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes, all your podcasting sites, you know where to find us. But yes, here I am, hosting once again, two Two hosts within three episodes. Um, going up in the world, no longer just your work experience boy. Uh, but speaking of work experience boy, I have one special guest with me today. And um, how else to uh, introduce him other than uh, I never thought I could find a man uglier than himself. I met him three weeks ago. It's David Hockney. How you doing? Wow, rude. Now, uh, I don't, I no longer feel very Uzi now, like I said, with uh, <laughs> Ross on the set. Like, I recorded Central with Ross yesterday. I said I was feeling very Uzi then. Now that you've said that, I don't feel very Uzi anymore. So, yeah, good job, Ryan. Well, thanks very much. Um, well, what can I say, David? Um, I would love to appreciate it more, but I've never met a man with a name closer to the name Dry Honey, but that's you. Um... <laughs> Honestly, listen. Get in the get in the line of people that refuse to pronounce my name properly. That's uh, you. You just join Matt Q. Well, what can I say? What can I say? Anyway, with the we'll crack on with the actual part of the show. Uh, insults over. Um, I will declare that there potentially might be issues with the top scorers of the week, but I'm gonna rattle them off anyway. I'm sure you would agree, David. We'll just do it. We'll talk about what's been happening with these people, and we'll crack on. But in yep. third place, in 12 points, is Braun Breaker. Uh, Braun Breaker's had a very interesting couple of weeks. You all know David with um, constant challenges showing up around the show. But do you see the 12 points being a consistent thing with Braun? I hope so. I mean, he's arguably the biggest draw that NXT has to offer. But just what really baffled me about Braun Breaker was why was he left until the last round before anybody chose him? Because he was a first-round pick from Chris Anthony Lopez in the previous season, and he still did very well then. I'm honestly baffled as to why he was left so far down the pecking order, yet he's scoring consistent points like this, and he's now broken into the top 10 of the season with 56 points overall. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the... We've talked about it a few times, um, but it's been one of the massive mistakes. I've just forgot he existed. <laughs> Are we scared to pick him? Because I'm different. That's a costly mistake for a lot of people. You know, guys like Gary and Andy would have benefited massively from having them having Braun Breaker on their team. Yeah, um, but this is this is a trend I think that will continue for a while. Uh, him slipping to round six is uh, definitely not reflective of how well he does in the draft because he is going to score well, especially if he's headed an NXT title after retaining it. At Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on a little, David, and we'll go towards second place, 16 points. Uh, a woman who potentially could become uh, women's champion this evening in Saudi Arabia, that is Bailey. Yeah, you know, made a couple of weeks ago, Scott was banking on a Bailey win at Money in the Bank. Uh, no, sorry, um, 
not one of the bank, Extreme Rules. Sorry, because they they had a ladder match and she lost to Bianca on that front. But this is another match which can't end by pinfall or submissions. So in a way, it does protect Bianca a little bit, you know, not eating a pinfall or submission loss. But we talked about this on Central and we think the odds are in Bailey's favour this time around. Especially, you know, with the added enforcement of... Uh, we mental Nikki Cross back in the in the picture now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nikki HH um, interrupting the match would be, wouldn't have the same draw to it. No, 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 no. She's Nikki Cross now, not not Nikki Ash. Okay, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the, the previous gimmick, superhero gimmick. Is what I'm saying. Like, oh, right, okay. Draw to it. Uh, so I'm glad glad they changed that because that aged quickly. Um, but no, I'm I'm definitely in the same spot with the Bailey. I think Bailey will win it this evening. Um I'm surprised she's under extreme rules, but it makes sense why they didn't then, considering what's happened since. Uh but yeah, things are looking good mm. for Bailey. Um and then we'll go to our number one for this week. Well it might be number one. We don't actually know because somebody messed up the points David didn't they? Uh <laughs> yeah but, idiot. but number one was. for the week is uh on nineteen points Mandy Rose. Uh Obviously, she hit that. She hit the record for the longest reigning women's NXT champion. Am I correct? Or she's that's, about uh, to? Well, no, no. She's um she's reached a full year as NXT women's champion. Ah, now. right. Okay, okay. But so no, she's left. she's a long way off from eclipsing Asuka or Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, I forgot about Shayna actually. Um, but yeah, uh, scoring highly. Obviously, she had a successful defense. Halloween Havoc. She might have a rematch against uh, Alba Fire, possibly the, in the next few weeks or maybe NXT deadline. Yeah, the way they're the way they're the way they're making NXT, it could be um, could be a good chance to bring that match again. And I don't know enough about NXT to know how that will go, but it can't be that bad going for Manny Rose if she's scoring this so much weekly. And yeah, was it Jack- she did her one year. She did her. She did her one-year celebration uh, on NXT this week. And, yeah, Alba Fire interfered in that match. So I think it goes to show that, you know, there's still a, there's still a long way to go with this uh, this feud still. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but, yeah, that's our top three for the week, David. Um, what I'll do is I'll rattle off the... My mouse will work. Rattle off the, the scores. There we go. Using something else now. Uh, so for this week, scores as of it stands: tenth place, nothing's changed. Andy Mitchell, Vince McMahon's financial advisor, one hundred twenty points. On one hundred sixty-four ninth is Gary Kernahan, Team Viscera. Uh, the Listeners League boy Dan Axel Jameson, the Balls of Jericho, on two hundred twenty points. Then we got to seventh place. What the Finaki, Grant McRobbie on two hundred twenty-three. Two points ahead is our good old Scott, good old Scott McLeod, Ding Dong Cowboy shot in 225. Then we've got the top half of the leaderboard. We've got Ross McLeod, who sadly couldn't be with us today, who was supposed to be on the show with us, but he bailed four minutes before recording. But anyway, Ross McLeod and the, four, uh, the defending champion Jack Graham, the three-time Kings of Drafting, 247. Then our top three is Stephen Wilson, Wilson Bankers, 249. Then you've got Ryan Galker, second place, North Men, South Men, Conrad, all 257. And then, myself, the, the Book It champion, the soon-to-be 
at ESSR, two-time champion, uh, your first potential draw, first time Listeners League and main league champion. Myself, Ryan Dodemers, 261 points. David, it's definitely like a, two, a two-man race here. Like, the, the, the Ryans are on top and you are all bottoms. Um, especially <laughs> yourself who didn't draft this I mean... season. Oh, fuck off. Um, but yeah, you two obviously being the big scorers <laughs> once again, both scoring. Well, Ryan Gallagher actually scored 30 points this week, whilst you, Ryan Dogleash, you got 26 points. But don't count the rest of the guys out just yet, because remember, Scott has Bailey as his team captain, and a win on Crown Jewel for the Raw Women's title will shoot him right back up the board. So I wouldn't count your chickens just yet, because everything can change at the drop of a dime. And yeah, we've still got, after Crown Jewel, there's still two more pay-per-views to come. Yeah, Survivor Studios, and we've got our AEW one, don't we? Right yeah, I believe it's full gear. Full gear. Um, so yeah, nothing's done, nothing's completed yet, but uh, things are looking good and tight. And I will say, uh, you're a stat man yourself, David, or as you like to say anyway. But between first and eighth place is only separated by forty-one points. Um, yeah. I think previous seasons I've done that's not been much of a trend. That will it's. It's it's always it's always like I think previous seasons, especially very early on, like before I joined, it was always very yeah. scattered. But because, now it's a lot tighter. And let me tell you, and let me tell you as well, like the twenty twenty one Royal Rumble season, I was a good thirty points ahead. I ended up finishing third because Jey Uso, who was my captain, didn't appear in the Royal Rumble even though he was slated to. It was total bollocks. But it it just it just goes to show. You know, one slip up in one week and everything can change. I mean, just look at Jack. He was top of the table for most of the season. Uh, one bad week up to extreme rules and he's already down to fourth. And it's a, and you and the other Ryan have now got a, a, a decent lead over him. See, the thing I've noticed with Jack's team, like, it was... He picked Lashley and Gunter. And as soon as he picked day two, we're begging him up as the, the, big, the big dog in this season. And it was looking like it for a long time, but realistically, Lashley, Lashley dropped the title, and Gunther only has only mm-hmm. defended the Intercontinental Championship twice. So when you really look at it, like the the potential for Jack to run ragged this season was there, and I think in a lot of different drafts he would have, but it's just not worked out for him at all. And I don't think that's any fault of him own, is himself, but it's really not worked out for him. I think it's a shame. Um, and we, myself and Ryan, it's really just a race of the Miz and Sammy who scores more Pierce points because the rest of our team's just utter shit. <laughs> uh, well, bear in mind, Sammy's not in Saudi Arabia, Crown yes. Jewel, because he's not allowed you know, in, right? He's not allowed in because of his, his Syrian heritage. Saudi shows, boys. Sign up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but we've all got our own opinions on uh, the Saudi Arabia shows, but I'll maybe try to avoid mentioning it today. But um, I've always said it's nice having a 4 p.m. <laughs> pay per view in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, shall we move on to the Listeners League, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make the, this. Let's make this quick as well. The David Campbell League. I'll let you 
rattle off and have a wee chat about what's happening down there. Yeah, so not much change from last week. Uh, we have fifth place, Ross Henderson, Stone Cold Mr. Blobby on 242. Fourth place, Johnny Adam, last minute picks, 245. Then we have Craig Forsyth, who knows at this point, 261.5 points in third place. Second place is Stuart with Save Pussy with Conrad.com, 266 points. And an astounding 32 points ahead. It is it is now called the GOATS Listeners League for a reason. Because with a gap like that, 298 points is the GOAT David Campbell at the top of the table, scoring 45 points this week alone, which is crazy to think about. And looking at his team, he has quite a lot of representation going into Crown Jewel. Although, he... Uh, the booking could go either way, looking at who he has, but we'll get to that in just a moment because he has Bailey, Judgment Day, Carrying Cross, and Asuka, who are all going to be competing on the show. Bailey currently sitting as his captain on 126 points overall, and as we discussed, you know she seems to be the firm favourite to win in the the Raw Women's Title in the last Women's Standing match. Yeah, things are looking good for David. I think. Genuinely, I know it's still a long way to go. If Bailey wins tonight and Asuka retains, which Asuka will retain, right? Season's I over. doubt it. Season's over. All oh, right, yeah. If Asuka retains, yeah, season's over. Yeah. Um, David, well, I think it's very bold for me to say, and I don't want to say it, but I think David will win if that's how it goes tonight. Still two pay-per-views away, but it's pretty good gap already. Mm-hmm. And if that's, that's a retention and getting a championship, that's it. Um, well, yeah, look at it, Stuart's team. I mean, he had the only AEW representation he has is Jade Cargill and the acclaimed uh, from AEW. But he also has Drew and Cross on the same team who are going against each other. So that effectively cancels any points from there. The only chance I think he has of getting points is if Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Io regain the women's tag titles because he has Dakota Kai as his yeah. second choice. Uh, yeah, Craig, I Right. Yeah. Craig, on the other hand, he has John Moxley as his team captain. So come full gear, an AEW world title retention would probably put him back in contention. Um, but he also has Tony Storm defending the AEW women's title against Jimmy Hater. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll mention, David, uh, is that David mentioned last week that he had bribed Stuart and will potentially have to bribe Craig for Scythe into winning this season. And I don't know what. David offered him. I don't know if it was money, sex, or whatever. <laughs> but Stuart and Craig's, Craig's team is still on that list. Whatever he's offered has not been enough. And David will have scratching his head, thinking, "What do I need to do to get these boys off my backs?" Hmm. I mean, but anyway, at, um, yeah. I mean, sorry. Craig also Craig also scored forty three points this week, so he might be closing that gap between him and Stuart. Yeah, because Stuart only scored twenty seven. Yeah. So that won't be good for the longevity of this season, you want to be hitting 40. I, I, I generally think, in general, Listeners League, you want to be hitting 40 points a week, mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah, Crown Jewel um, could be a massive scoring week for these guys as well. Like, in the main league, you're wanting to score about 25. This league, 40. It's just a completely different game. Uh, that's something David's done with ease, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. Uh, the, the greatest Listeners champion of all time, Ryan Deglouche, giving you tips. Aim for 40 points a week. There you go. There you go. And you know come back in two weeks' time or whenever I'm back on, I'll give you another one, right? 
And if one tap at a time, we'll finally give Michael Clothier <laughs> his first fucking win because he needs it. <laughs> uh, you're just going to give everybody your tips, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a tip for everybody in this list. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll we'll move on talk, from talking about my crown jewels to the crown jewel, which is on <laughs> at 4pm today in the UK, as I mentioned. 5pm. Is it not 4? No, no, no. It's 12pm uh, 12, 12 Eastern time in the US, and we're five hours ahead of them, so it's 5pm our time. Right, well, fuck me, it's 5pm. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go over the cards and talk about the position in the draft for the main league. Uh, we mentioned previously about how tonight might affect David Campbell in the, the Lissers League, but he's, he's had his ball out. It's, it's our turn now, David. Um, mm-hmm. And first off, we'll talk about, um, we've got the OC, which is AJ Styles, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows against Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor, Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio, or Dominic Mysterio, as he keeps saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I butchered that. But does this have a large impact on the draft? Uh, someone's uh, got, some, who's got Judgment Day? Uh, Ross does. Uh, Judgment Ross Day does. of Finn Balor and Damien Priest is his tag team. Currently on 36 points overall. Pretty solid scoring just behind Jade Cargill on 39. Uh, nobody, I believe, has drafted AJ Styles or the OC. That's so, surprising me nobody picked AJ. So sure, Ross, surely not. Yes. No, no, no. AJ's been undrafted this season. Oh, wow. Bad to think about. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Oh, no, Andy I, I, Mitchell. No, at, AJ Styles is Andy Mitchell's highest scorer. Sorry, Andy was so far down the list, I actually forgot he was still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... Um... That 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 poor pet has been taken to the vets. Uh, it's on his way out, but he's still here, live and kicking. Uh, yeah. And it's bad. AJ was his second to last round pick, and he's his highest scorer, which is mad to think about. It's... So it's a it's a battle between Ross and Andy here for points. Uh, but uh, Stephen also has Rhea Ripley, so he could get appearance points for her. Uh, yeah, and do we think we'll potentially, is it tonight, we potentially see who could be facing Rhea in the future on behalf of the OC? Possibly. I mean, uh, you know, Triple H has been in talks with a few people, but whether they appear at Crown Jewel tonight or maybe the Monday after, yeah. I think that remains to be seen. I have saw there has been rumours it might be um, Raquel, mm. but I don't know who else it could be. I don't think it fits. No. I don't know who else it could be, though. See, we discussed this on Central as well. It's I suggested because I suggested it was going to be Mia Yim because okay. WWE and particularly Triple H has been interested in signing her back following uh, her Impact contract running out. Oh so, yes. Who's to, who's to say? Like you know, maybe he's put in an offer for her uh, as soon as her Impact commitments are are met. Um, but uh, how do you see this one going? Do you do you think uh, real want to fear and it'll go in the Judgment Day's way, or there'll be shenanigans, or do you think the the, the faces will finally get their shot? I'm leaning more towards an OC win here because I think they need uh, AJ's sort of been on the receiving end of a few losses, and I think Gallows and Anderson need a massive tag team win following their return. But Judgment Day's been brilliant as of late i think they can afford a loss especially if this this fourth addition to the oc uh, neutralizes rear ripley in some capacity i agree um talking about rear ripley if you saw the that the video of her pulling the shoelace 
Yeah, she just untied a random <laughs> front row person's shoelace. No, that's the shenanigans I want to see in wrestling. That's what I. That's what I want. I want. I want random little quirks that will ruin or uh, not even. It won't be on the script. They'll just do it, and it'll <laughs> just to get a reaction, and I love it. Um, but I think that's enough for that match. Uh, mm-hmm. David, we'll move on to the the big meaty men slap meet and bronze part, Roman and Omos. Yeah, part uh, one of big meaty men slapping meat. Sorry, part one of big meaty men slapping meat. Oh, there's a lot of big men slapping meat. I <laughs> David. Um, uh, if, that, if that's your if that's your go to, you're in for a good show tonight. Um, but we'll talk about Braun Strowman and Omos, David. Um, they had their way in in Saudi Arabia yesterday. Uh, if that interests you at all, Omos was like eighty pounds heavier. That's right. Yeah, Braun Strowman, um, about half a foot taller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking giants, man. And I'm I'm five nine, five ten. I have. <laughs> <laughs> makes you, makes you think what they've been eating, um, but um, I think this personally, if the feuds to continue, they might give it to a Moss, but I don't see it. I think this will just be a Braun Strowman uh, victory after his return. I think things Braun mm-hmm. Strowman's returns went quite well, and they'll reward him with the victory. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, I agree. I think. This sort of reminisces from when he had his singles push on Raw in mid to late 2016. You know, he was he sort of felt like a bit of a fresh face ever since he broke off from the Wyatt family and he sort of made a name for himself on his own. I think he's trying to reinvent himself now. And Omos, I think, is still a bit green in the ring. But Braun, I think, was probably going to be the one carrying this match. And can you imagine him doing a uh, big meaty power slam onto Omos? Oh, don't... don't. Don't sign me up with a good time, David. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, what, what I will say is, though, um, picture the scene. MVP and Omos have made their way to the ring, right? Now he hears... Oh, no, MVP's apparently not in Saudi. Oh, he's he not in taken, Saudi? Because he got taken out by Strowman on SmackDown. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but imagine the scene, Omos himself in the ring, and now he hears... Toot, toot, chuk, chuk, toot, toot. The, the train's back. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the old the old broad train. Destination unknown, right? <laughs> Running straight down that <laughs> ring. Um, but no, I, I do think, um, especially if MVP's not going to be there, it will be broad show, but it takes it. I don't know if they'll continue the feud mm-hmm. going into Survivor Series, but it's probably just one of the crown jewel um, feuds they have. Like, they're paid just for that. Uh, kind of feud, and then that'll be it. They'll be off television, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking of more big meaty men slapping meat, uh, we have uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Um, mm. Obviously, Bobby Lashley dropped the title to Rollins due to Brock Lesnar um, attack pre match, um, which is great for Seth, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. do you see this going any particular way? I'm more inclined to say Bobby, unless they continue going mm-hmm. further, or if, unless. Brock Lesnar wins and then Bobby attacks him after it, or vice versa. I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to lean towards Bobby in this one, David. I'd actually lean towards Lesnar on this one. Yeah, because Lashley already has a victory over Lesnar at the Royal Rumble this year. I reckon if they're going to do 50-50 booking, it has to be the other way around this time. And I'm sure, and I think the Saudi crowd are massive fans of Brock Lesnar as well, so I think maybe they might appease to the Saudi Sports Authority a little bit on this one. But 
if that does happen, it's going to affect Jack because Bobby Lashley was his first round pick and his third highest scorer just behind Andy Rose. So Jack's going to be the only one affected by this match. If Lesnar gets the win, that's going to be bad for him. Yeah, that's fair. I was just about to say, it only really impacts that no one's drafted Brock Harvey. Um, oh, Brock's undrafted. Yeah, uh, well, he, was, he wasn't really there after WrestleMania, so there was no point, right? And a lot of change happening. His contract was up or whatever, so... Uh, it won't be too much big points for Jack if Bobby wins, but Jack does need to start getting on uh, the the Strowman Express and get up that title. Uh, chase that title train. for a fourth, yeah. That'll be the theme. I'm going to tie everyone into trains for the rest of the, the, the show, <laughs> David, right? Um, uh, we got a regular ASDF movie here. I like trains. <laughs> Don't you knock trains like that, David. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, speaking of uh, trains, training hard for this match will be Drew McIntyre, who's ready to face Karrion Cross. Uh, Drew is on Ross's team, I believe. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I have Karrion. Um, I thought they seem to be booking this like it's a a long term thing. I don't necessarily agree it should be, but if they do go long term, I think Drew could win this. But I hope, honestly, like for the the great good of wrestling kind of thing, Karrion wins again. Andrew takes some time out. Um, are you disagreeing with that, David? Or This is the one I'm most undecided on because I think it could go either way. I mean, obviously Cross gets the win, the extreme rules in the strap match, but then again, that was via shenanigans a little bit. Yeah. I think Cross the definitive win for sure. One that's not marred with controversy or having his, his misses interfere. Um, obviously the cage is built to keep everybody out. I mean, someone could win by escaping, I think Drew could win by escape, you know, get a fluky win, but and then Cross attacks him afterwards, so then it keeps the feud going. Or yeah. Cross could definitively win and just take Drew out for the count, which is what I would prefer to see at this point, given that, you know, Cross needs a definitive win. But it would not surprise me if Drew got a, a win by escaping and then Cross attacks him afterwards. So I'm, it's a bit of a toss-up. For me on this one. Yeah, um I've also said that I think wrestling is most interesting when you don't know who the winner could really be. It's not overly convincing. Mm. Um I think this could be a potential great match, maybe even match the night, but uh if it's steel cage, you know, everybody loves a steel cage unless you're live watching the steel cage because you can't see anything that's happening. <laughs> uh but we'll we'll move on, David. Um we have the Undisputed Tag Team Championship between the Usos and the Brawling Brutes, uh, that being Butch and Ridge Holland. This is just another Usos mm-hmm. uh, successful uh, defence, isn't it? Especially when um, they're, the advertising is packed in last night. Be, yeah. They want a shot. So, you, you, like, I don't, Usos I don't one and done, move on. Yeah, yeah, we're done, right? Cut it, it's done. Yeah, for Dan, yeah. I think this should be a, a solid win for Dan, yeah. The train is not stopping at this station. <laughs> so we'll move on <laughs> to the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey in the last standing match. Uh, Bianca on the side of Stephen. Is it Stephen? Yes. 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 And Bailey uh, on the side of Scott. Uh, Bailey's winning this. Uh, I said this last. Two first round picks. Yeah, got two first round picks. <laughs> two captains. No, sorry, not two captains. Go at it. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, because Seth is Stevens. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised at that, to be honest, but that's Stephen makes his own decisions. Um, but I, I, I'll, I said this last paper review, I still think Bailey will win it. I think she should win it. To, especially mm-hmm. when damage control dropped the tag belts. They need something else to keep them going. And that's probably a concession they made so that she could have the main belt. Because you don't, what you don't want is the bloodline having all the belts in SmackDown and then Damage Control having all the belts in Raw on the women's side. That's just not a great television. If I you don't have know. All the belts on everybody. You disagree? No, no, I, I disagree. Yeah, yeah, I disagree because the Alexa Asuka win on Raw seemed a bit like a bit of a curveball and it just sort of came out of left field given that they've both been off TV for a good while. I reckon this is just going to be a one and done for Alexa and Asuka. I reckon Damage Control will probably regain the titles at Crown Jewel. Bailey then wins the Raw Women's title. They have all three, and then it sets up nicely for the War Games match because don't forget, Damage Control still have Becky Cross by their side. Ah. So it's four. And going up against all the champions, a la. Undisputed Era in NXT, you know, I think that makes for some very interesting storyline feuds. And don't forget, remember, this Survivor Series is all about war games. It's not about titles being defended, necessarily. Very true, very true. And I'd love you to mention Undisputed Era at some point during the, the women's main event match. <laughs> but, but you managed it. <laughs> well done, David. Um, yeah. But no, that, um, that also could be an interesting... Uh, way of looking at it as well. Uh, maybe a probable one as well, because then the way you talk about the War Games match, because that War Games women's match will be damage control in some form or another. Um, mm. In terms of draft, though, if Steven does retain with Bianca, that could put him in closing shooting range for me and the other Ryan. Okay. Um, I think sure, yeah. uh, Bianca loses it. He's out of the race. Mm. And Scott will close the gap as well because Bailey is his team captain. Yeah. So but it could be all to play for. It could be, but I will say Scott is 40 points behind me. 41 points behind mm. me. Then again, if, if Damage Control regain the women's tag titles, you and the other Ryan will extend your lead even further. So that's a big match for you guys. And it will just harm... Well, I think Gary has Alexa Bliss. Jack has Asuka. So I think it will just damage those two even further if you guys where to win with Dakota and Io. It's, it's, it's also kind of at a point where, um, like, in the race between me and myself, Ryan, doesn't matter what happens between damage control because we're both scoring the same. Yeah. It's somebody else kind of thing. But uh, I think this match is going to have the biggest impact on the draft. In a, your table will look significantly different tomorrow morning. Um, Aye. And we, we also have already covered asking Alex for blast damage control. That was the next match in the card. Um, is there anything else we know mm. what's going on? I know Bray Wyatt's supposed to be in Saudi Arabia. The yeah, he's done. Some well, we will be there. How could we possibly forget the main event? Oh, I didn't want to talk about it. That's why. Uh, really? <laughs> well, it's, it's Paul, you know. Uh, I'm guessing you're not a fan of. I'm guessing you're not a fan of Logan Paul. Uh, in general, no, but I appreciate his commitment to wrestling as of late and his ability to learn quickly. I appreciate that, but the character, person, mm-hmm. no. Um, who has Roman? Is it 
Ross? Gary. Gary, yeah. right. Roman was Gary. Gary has Roman as the first first pick of the season. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I remember Ross now, actually. Um, this wouldn't have too big an impact in the draft, obviously. Um, Roman's winning, right? Like, <laughs> it has please. To be. Like, see if Roman gets hit and punched in the face and he just gets hit in uh, one to three. Like, yeah, you know what I think might happen? Over. He, he gets hit with that right hand and then he kicks out. I, I reckon that's what happen. I just want to see Jake Paul get Superman uh, punched. But you know what? I want, to get, I, want to, I want to see Jake take a Superman punch and, a, and or a spear. Or, um... Yeah, just anything. Just all the moves... If I had to choose between the polls, though, I'd I'd prefer Logan over Jake because Jake's just trash. It really is Sophie's choice, David, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's really mm. poor. Um, At least Logan, I think can, Logan can show he can sorry. actually go in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like his commitment. He's only got a one-year contract, um, but he's definitely committed and he's learning wrestling. Oh, he's wrestled before but not in like WWE capacity it's very different wrestling but he has learned yeah, things quick and I do appreciate the ability the polls get eyes on the product that's I think that's what the purpose of this match is yeah yeah that's definitely true uh, is there anything else you want to add David before we wrap up um, yeah all I can really say is that um, this I think particularly the booking between damage control Alexa, Ask and Bianca is probably going to be the one to really shake up the table here. So you and Ryan could, e- could easily extend your lead if Damage Control regained the women's titles. If not, though, I reckon we could be in with a much tighter competition, especially if Scott wins with Bailey. And uh, let me see what else. And possibly if Jack retains with Asuka. And Gary retains with Alexa. Yeah, I think favor you guys. This is gonna be the most defining for the like, like the the thing with the draft is I find there's always a pattern where it starts off a certain way. Some people break away from the rest, and then some pay per view down the line just shatters the structure, and then that sets the actual structure running mm-hmm. in the end. So it's about essentially two or three brackets of like your top, middle, and bottom. Um, it's myself and Ryan just now, but that could change, or it could increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, you guys, really... partic- you guys in particular need a a damage control win to extend your lead, and a cross win for you, Ryan. I think will cement you strongly at the top of the table. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I've got no Sammy to make appearances. The Miz nope. might be involved. Who I knows? doubt it. I think the Miz Lubis unit is going to continue from Monday. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, that's been Saturday Draft Live with the with the, the hosting by myself. It's glad to have you, David. Even though I absolutely ripped your shreds in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Uh, ripped to shreds is uh, putting it mildly, but you know what? I'll take it. It's been a, been a good preview show and I hope you and our listeners all enjoy watching Crown Jewel tonight. There you go. Enjoy your show, boys and um, and gals. Apologies, but um, one little game before we go, David. Um, 
<laughs> I think that's what I said. What I will say before you go, get get writing in the comments, share the post, and you've got one prediction to make. That prediction is, when will Jack next appear on Saturday Draft Live? Well, about next week. Well, in four weeks' time. Who knows? You're never here anymore. But get predicting and let us know when you think Jack will be back, because we don't know either. Um, I've been Ryan Aglish. This has been David Hockney. See you later. Yep. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on each the Superplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the East Seek Suicide Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.